Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to our latest Outsports podcast. This is Sid with Jim, and it is Spirit Day. A day every year, the third Thursday in October, for people across social media and the media to take a stand against bullying. Jim, are you wearing purple today? Um, no, I don't have anything purple, but I have a dark blue, so that'll <laughs> have to do. <laughs> well, I hope you you did or will change your uh, your social media. Uh, avatars and what have you to purple. I, in, in the past, I, I helped get uh, the NFL Network guys for uh, for Thursday Night Football to wear purple on on today. So hopefully they're gonna they're gonna do that tonight. We'll be checking in on the Packers and Bears. Uh, of course, Jim and I will be checking in with particular interest because there are only two teams in our fantasy football league at 5 and 1 and it's Jim and me somehow i don't know how this happened my only loss came to you too so i really should be atop top the standings if if you hadn't gotten in my way well my team plays great defense they're together they play hard what other cliche can i say <laughs> right well, i don't think i have anybody money for in this the game, game anyway <laughs> what's that I don't think I have anybody in this game tonight. Neither does my opponent. Well, I, I am I am toying with playing Ty Montgomery, given that uh, Starks and Lacey are out, and the Packers really don't have anybody else to put in the backfield. So my thought is they they have to put this guy in who got some carries. Anyway, he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be my flex guy. Is, is this a disastrous mistake I'm making? <laughs> With the Packers, I don't trust any of their running back. They may put somebody off. They pulled some off the practice squad. He may wind up getting all the touches and scoring three touchdowns. That's how the Packers are. Well, you know what? The heck with it. I think I'm just going to stick with it. Why play it safe when you can risk your entire season on playing some guy you've never heard of before? Exactly. Uh, and plus, I've had some things where you have a, you know, I've won. I've been winning even though I have, like, no points out of my tight end, for example. I have basically no tight end this year. Well, it's been, it's been a funny fantasy season. Not a lot of points scored. Not a lot of stars. Thankfully, one of the few David Johnson is on my team. Somehow, over the last two seasons, in week three, I've been able to pick up the, the number one quarterback of the season uh, in, 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 after week three. So, again, I got Matt Ryan. But anyhow, um, tonight it is the Packers and Bears, and and uh, and and of course, playing tonight will be our, our good friend Aaron Rodgers, who Jim wrote about earlier today. And kind of um, your 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 piece kind of encompasses the the conversation I wanted to to dive into today. That is the the language that and conversations that athletes engage with uh, engage in with one another. As we know, uh, God, two weeks ago now, I guess Donald Trump labeled his really gross, vulgar. Uh, talk about women and and sexual harassment as locker room talk, which drove a bunch of athletes to take to the media and social media, claiming that locker room talk is essentially uh, high-level conversations about economic policy and, and travel and the sharing of pictures of wives and children. 
And Jim, that didn't really ring very true to either of us. Did, 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 when you first heard him say that and then saw the, the, the reaction by these athletes, what, what went through your head? Has that been your experience in the locker rooms over the years? Well, I, obviously, I think he was simply trying to use it to justify what I consider sexual right. assault. So I think that's that's a totally separate issue without getting into the politics of it. But it was surprising to me that so many athletes came forward to try to claim that that language is never used in their locker room, language that, you know, mentions a woman's private parts, or and that is simply not reality. And we have both experienced it. We have had so many stories by gay athletes where they talked about the locker room culture being such a factor. And I happen to be, uh, I met up with one of my friends from the New York Times without covering the Dodger Cub playoff series. And he unprompted said, you know, I don't agree with Donald Trump on anything except I was the locker room talk is exactly what I hear regularly still. And he still he mentioned a team. I won't tell you that he was in their locker room this year, and he was appalled by what he was hearing from grown professional men talking about women in a really sexually degrading way. So I think what bothered me about a lot of these athletes is that they clearly don't like Trump. So they were trying to go to the other side to basically make make it sound like their locker rooms were this haven of you know intellectual discourse and it's simply not the case locker rooms can be a whole bunch of things some are more sort of sedate than others but a lot of them you know when guys get together in private they talk sex and they talk sex often in very graphic ways not that they talk sex like they want to go and assault a woman but they talk about sex you know, in, in aspirational terms, wow, she has a hot ass or she has big tits or whatever they say that, you know, gets them going. And so I found it amusing that these athletes were trying to make it sound like, oh, no, no, they're very clean, when I think it kind of undercut their case because some of these same athletes who are now claiming, and you wrote a really good piece about that, they are now claiming, you know, they never hear this stuff, in the past have talked about the toxic environment in their own locker room. So they kind of can't have it both ways. Yeah. Well, I think, and, and and thank you for for reminding me what I had wanted to start off the talk talk with before I jumped into our experiences was the idea that that Trump used um lock the, the the kind of the the term locker room talk to dismiss what he said as though it made it okay uh, that I completely reject labeling labeling what he said or any kind of overt, lewd, gross, un- unrequested conversations about about sex and some of the things he said, just using that term to dismiss it as, oh, well, it's just boys will be boys, right? That's what we hear to, to, to defend hazing, right? Oh, well, boys will be boys. They'll just do stuff to one another, and that's just boys being boys. Labeling what he said as locker room talk to, to make it okay, I completely reject. Just because it just because it is what happens in the locker room does not mean it's okay. Um, so I, I wanted to hit on that. I completely forgot about that. Um, but anyhow, so so yeah, it has been interesting to watch all these athletes essentially kind of paint what he said as something totally. Many of them have said I've never ever heard that before in the locker room. And certainly there are two pieces to this. There is the the claim that, that you know Trump's claim in that video that he made unwa- um, uh, unwanted or unrequested sexual advances, right? He groped a woman. And, and, and that kind of sexual harassment, sexual abuse uh, 
is is kind of that that's one part of it. But then just I think more what they what a lot of people were really trying to claim didn't exist was the really really vulgar use of I mean the word that Trump used was really really lewd. It was about the most lewd term that you could use. And and well, I you and could to say me, it. that's what, I mean, that was the, no, I don't want to say it. I don't even like the, I don't want it. Um, uh, but but you know what and what a lot of people picked up on and what I'm getting the reaction that I'm getting from the piece that I wrote with people saying thank you so much because what everybody heard from these athletes was oh no we don't talk about vulgar sex in the locker room that would never happen I've never heard that Doc Rivers saying I've never heard conversation demeaning women in the locker room and we know that's just bogus that that's just that's trying to claim that you're some kind of this is this elite academic thinker and all conversations revolve around uh you know Iran nuclear policy and not women's tits and breasts and ass well I- exactly and i think that's what it, th- that their condemnation of trump was trying to evade it and make it sound like you know this stuff doesn't happen and it just it just it flies in the face of what everybody knows and you also made the distinction we've had is obviously different locker rooms are different. The same writer last night said he's been in some locker rooms with certain teams where he never hears that stuff. It's just that that's their culture in that locker room. But the idea that it doesn't exist, especially at the high school and college level, and one of the things that really rings true for both of us is how the effect this kind of talk has on young gay men, that it's the one thing they say has now, it's one of the things that keeps them in the closet, that it's not right. just whatever homophobic talk they have, but the hyper-heterosexual talk about women where they feel they simply do not fit in in that culture, and therefore they don't fit in that locker room, and they feel isolated, and it makes them feel more alone because they hear all these people talking about what they want to do, Usually, what they hope to do with girls, right? You know, when you're when you're in high school and college, you brag a lot about your exploits. It probably never happened. But if you're gay, it makes you feel, well, I'm really an outsider. They're not going to accept me because if I start talking about a guy in that way, they would be freaked out. And so I think this and, idea and, that you know somehow this doesn't occur, I think, denies the reality for pretty much every gay man who's played on a team sport. Yeah, I remember this 25 years ago or so <laughs> when I was in high school and just running, you know, track and cross country, hearing the conversations that guys would engage in um, in high school and, and on long distance runs. It A lot of it was about sex and women and girls. And I remember be feeling very like, oh, this is not a part of this is not I'm mean, not a part of this. And I remember in my freshman year. In high school, uh, trying out the first day of the basket, high school basketball team, and being in the locker room for of the basketball team for one day, one day of it, and I realized, wow, this is, I do not belong here, and I never went back. And so, you know, for these people to, I mean, for and for, you know, and again, Chris Cluey and Robbie Rogers, I think, have done a lot for LGBT athletes. I mean. You know, I remember when Robbie came out, we wondered, you know, oh, is this going to work out so well? Is this what, what is going on here? It's worked out great. I mean, he he's the only out athlete in the big five sports. 
Um, he's he's been very successful winning the MLS Cup. I have tons of respect for both of these guys, but for both of them last week to say I've never heard that kind of stuff, that stuff, or 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 Chris Cluey saying, well, there might be a couple knuckleheads in the locker room when both of them have said very specifically in the past, Robbie Rogers has said the locker room is full of sexism and homophobia. And Chris Cluey sued the Vikings for locker room culture, created in large part by one coach, and also said that gay athletes have a tough time coming out because, quote, the locker room culture is the locker room culture. So for, for them to now say, oh, well, no, we don't talk about that kind of stuff, is just it's just disingenuous, and I think it undermines the very real experiences of me and you and every other gay athlete. Yeah, and I think it undercuts it because they were trying to get at Trump, which is totally fine if they don't like Donald Trump, but they're trying to do that by by denying their own reality when they could have handled it simply differently. Um, And it gets into what uh, I wrote today about Aaron Rodgers, which is a new book about – it's a new book about Brett Favre. And uh, an excerpt was one online of the one chapter about him and Rodgers won – well, they played three years together, but their first year together, 2005, when Rodgers was a rookie and – it's a great excerpt. You got to read it. Just like they hate each other. I mean, they loathed each other from day one. Cause the first words, first words Roger said to Far was like, "What's going on, Grandpa?" And that sort of <laughs> downhill from there. And Far would try to undercut him at every every time. But there was one passage where the writer said that Rogers, a rumor went around the locker room that Rogers was gay because he didn't brag about his penis size or his exploits with women. And, you know, Roger says he's not gay. He's had, you know, we've gone back and forth on this, so we're not going to get into that. But I kind of wonder that, is this how some of that stuff starts? Because you have a guy who is different and doesn't engage in the kind of stuff that these other guys did. Because Favre's the one who allegedly texted his penis <laughs> to a woman and got the NFL to fine him $50,000 because he wasn't cooperative. So you have that culture in the Vikings locker room, and you have this new guy comes in from the West Coast who's not like that, and he gets labeled as gay. And that's also part of the pernicious nature of that kind of locker room talk, that if you don't fit in, and we've had a lot of gay athletes say they try to fit in, you kind of get, so what's wrong with you? I mean, you're not talking about, you know, tits or ass or whatever along with us. And I just thought, is that part of the reason some people have had those ideas about Aaron Rodgers all these years? I think about what that story from Jeff Perlman tells you. Engaging in lewd conversations about sex and talking about your penis size and bragging about your sexual conquest, which is, Doc Rivers, I'm sorry, objectifying and demeaning women. If you do, those things are so commonplace in men's locker rooms that if you don't engage in them, your teammates will just assume you're gay. You have to be this other kind of person that really is outside the norm of the locker room. Those conversations are so common. And again, Chloe has said this. Robbie Rogers has said this. This is par for the course. Many, many, many athletes have talked about this. And and what's so funny, and, and, and again, I so appreciate Robbie Rogers, but he... You know, I, this is the one time he wouldn't talk to me about a story when I asked him to. Like, I asked him to talk to me about it. I never heard from him. Maybe he didn't get the email. I don't know. But it's just, it's so, it's just so weird that people. It, it, I don't know if it's the, I call it the Trump effect. Like, people are just blind, so blinded by their hatred of this person 
that they'll just say absolutely anything, even if it's totally untrue and totally goes against everything they've said in the past to get at them. Well, exactly. And what's funny about the Rogers thing is that we had some comments I just noticed about the penis, and someone said they clearly don't know any gay men. Gay men constantly would brag about stuff like that. So I thought that was pretty funny that, you know, the idea that, um, well, if he did do that, it would wouldn't necessarily mean he was straight, but yeah, I just, I just find it. It's like you, you, I think you undercut a lot of your argument if you then try to claim it doesn't exist. And we have been doing this for 16 years and we've run hundreds of stories and we hear this talk all the time about how the locker room made these guys, we're talking mostly men here, um, made these guys come out later than they wanted to because they heard this talk and they thought they wouldn't fit in. That normally what happens when someone's had a successful coming out is everyone's, oh, my God, I'm sorry for what I said to you, <laughs> you know, or, or I'm sorry for the language I used. We hear that all the time, right? You know, oh, my God, yeah. what, what have I been saying around you for the last couple of years? And they apologize because they realize what they're saying. So, And there's nothing – I mean, guys, when guys get together and you're the same way, I'm saying you will have people talk about sex with their friends, right? It's just sort of a a thing guys can do. So to try to deny it exists is like crazy. You know, men often talk about sex and they can talk about it in fun ways and crude ways and all sorts of ways. But to have these guys, some of these athletes trying to deny that it happens almost at all is kind of like denying reality. Yeah, well, um, yeah, well, and, and to me, that's that—that that is what it is. Is just kind of denying reality. And again, like I said, it's denying the reality that these guys have admitted in the past exist. And I was at a dinner party last week, just to, to show you the to, to what to me this said. This is this goes. This is so commonplace. People don't even realize it's happening. And I was like many dinner parties amongst gay men, dude. Talk turns to Trump, and we talk about the locker room talk and how disgusting and vile it is, and then what he said and horrible. I mean, not, not a half hour later, one of the same people who is decrying the conversation and saying how horrible it is and um, sexual harassment and uh, I can't believe he did this and unfit to be president. The same person made incredibly lewd, graphic vulgar sexual advances toward me. And I, I wanted to say, are you are you kidding me right now? I can't believe this is happening. But it's just, but this is the way guys talk. And I've talked to several of my friends who, who decry what Trump said. And again, they're right. What he said was horrible. They've said so much worse about other men, things that they want to or have done to other men. And I, it's it's again I it I, I call it the Trump effect like anything everything that he does and says is bad and and people can't even see that they've done it themselves they hate this person so very much maybe that's why they hate him I, I don't want to make this about Trump but it is it's such a weird phenomenon that I've seen this from friends acquaintances strangers athletes media writers thinkers stupid people. Like, everybody seems to decry this as not locker room talk when it's talk that it goes so far beyond the locker room and outside the locker room. You know, I think they would have been much better off if they had said, 
he's excusing it as locker room talk as if that is acceptable even in a locker room. And the reality is you can't stop men from talking about something like sex, but you know, not every locker room's the same, and that doesn't mean it's okay in a locker room. It doesn't mean, like like you said before, if someone's talking about the same kind of stuff in a locker room, that doesn't make it okay just because it's in a locker room. I mean, right. there are ways to talk about sex, about people being hot that are simply fun and flirty, and we kind of know the difference between that and, like you said, someone making a crude come on to you. There's a big difference. And I think so the Trump stuff got all tangled up because he was talking about stuff he has done to women kind of seemed unwillingly. So they kind of blurred the lines. But just because it happens in a locker room doesn't mean it's necessarily any better. And especially going back to young, impressionable gay men who feel isolated if they're in that type of a locker room versus a locker room where they feel that there's more there's more inclusiveness. And we've had guys, they've come out, their teammates will now include them in a, in a fun way in the sex talk. Well, who do you think's hot on campus? Or, you know, in a way that makes them feel at least, you know, that they're part of the group and no one thinks that they're strange about it. And I think that's what we have to do is we have to sort of try to get, especially homophobic language, is no place in any locker room. And a lot of the crude degrading stuff of women simply doesn't have a place now because there's such a heightened awareness, especially on campuses, of sexual assault and what no means no and yes means yes and all those other things that I think if you create a culture where you allow that and sort of excuse it and wink at it, it can have pernicious effects. And there are ways to talk about sex with your buddies that, that you know, don't go that far, but you know, you, you use some of the stuff, and a lot of times it is very degrading, and it tends to happen mostly about women. You don't generally hear women talking in that way about men, and you know, men don't necessarily have to fear being assaulted oh. by a woman in the same anywhere yeah. at the same rate. So I think there's a big difference there. Well, and and I appreciate, I do, um, people people saying. Um, I've never heard conversation in the locker room about sexually assaulting women. I appreciate that. That's not what athletes said because Trump's most of what Trump said was just vulgar and gross and sex, sexual and lewd, and it included um, some kind of admission of sexual assault. So I appreciate that people want to that some people want to make the the um, the distinction. But that's not the message that people that I've spoken to heard. People that I've spoken to very clearly heard athlete after athlete say, we don't demean women. We don't talk lewdly about sex. And, and beyond that, you know, they can say all they want that they've never heard conversation about sexual assault in the locker room. But let's be super clear. Sports is rife with sexual assault. Jessica mm-hmm. Luther just came out with a fantastic book called Unsportsmanlike Conduct, College Football and the Politics of Rape. Rape and sexual abuse and sexual assault is being committed by athletes all over the place. Professional athletes go on trips and they cheat on their wives. That's how Magic Johnson claims he got HIV. Uh, from every story we've heard, it is everywhere that, that, that men, professional athletes, are cheating on their wives and having sex left and right. So the and, and again, that's separate from rape and, and sexual abuse. But all of these things are happening. And to paint athletes as these academic uh, people sitting there sipping Chardonnay and eating caviar while they discuss high-level politics 
it it again it just it's just not it's not reality. You're just living in some fantasy world. Well, exactly. And again, a lot of the worst abuses don't take place in pro locker rooms. I think there's, there tends to be what, what everyone's told us a more professional environment overall. And even guys who said they've heard they hear very little in the pros or not at all. But it really isn't the college and high school locker rooms, and that's where a lot of people's sexual attitudes are formed too, where you learn this idea that maybe women are, are commodities or something that you know that they're meant to be sort of used at some level, and that if you're an athlete, especially especially, you know, how often athletes have gotten away with this kind of stuff because they're an athlete over the years, to where it's either swept under the rug or the person, you know, is told to, you know, kind of drop charges because you can't have the star player, you know, in trouble and, and off the team. And so it does create this culture of entitlement also. Oh, let's be super clear. Sexual assault and sexual harassment does happen in the locker room. There was the very famous... Uh, episode with Lisa Olson, a sports journalist uh, covering the New England Patriots, when when various Patriots players went out of their way to expose their penises to her, unwanted, and say very, uh, I I don't I can remember exactly all the specifics, but they were fined for their sexual harassment of this sports journalist, and and she's not the only one, and guess where that took place? That took place in an NFL locker room. So again, I, I, again, I, this none of this is to dismiss what Donald Trump said. None of this is to make okay any of the stuff that we're talking about. It's not okay. But that's my point: is that by claiming none of this is going on in in locker rooms or professional locker rooms, is 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 saying, you know, we. It's it's disabling us from really addressing issues and really trying to fix them. Well, and it goes on in a lot of workplaces, not just in locker rooms, which are workplaces at the professional level. It goes on at offices all over the all over the country. Guy, that's how a lot of men, unfortunately, still talk, especially young men, or not just young men, older men. And so, yeah, I think the idea they try to dismiss this happening to me again is is denying reality and is hurting their, their arguments when they try to come later and say, what, there was this bad attitude about gay people? I thought you said there was no problem in locker rooms. So you can't have it both ways. So uh, it's interesting that I think that he inadvertently, Trump, by saying that, opened up some interesting ways of the way some athletes think, that they don't want to be seen as this, so they try to portray themselves or their their group as something that not necessarily is. And one of the things that I do to kind of end with is, is the kind of homophobic language, right, that that clearly uh, takes place in locker rooms. And, and, and a big reason why gay athletes feel uh, marginalized is because of this overt heterosexual conversation about sex. But part of it, too, is there's some homophobic language. And from everything, and I, I do believe this, from everything that I've heard, and because I've heard it from so many different people, that it's it's – common or regular occurrence or however you want to define it in high school it's occasional in college and you just don't hear people use gay slurs for the most part in professional sports locker rooms in the United States can't speak to England or other places but i think that's, that's i think that's probably true just given how many people heard it from and i i don't think i've ever heard somebody claim uh, I think even Cluey said that he's only heard uh, a, a gay slur, I think he said maybe one time in his entire time with the Vikings. So I, I, I think that's probably true. 
Yeah, exactly. I think it does. It goes to what you know. Other other athletes have told us that, and that, and again, the most formative years for people are their high school years, and it's where you're struggling with your sexuality. So it's at that level that it's actually the most dangerous, because you get people who may drop out of sports entirely and not pursue something they love because they feel they wouldn't fit in, and that that's when it's up to the coaches and the administration at these places to simply say we do, we have a zero tolerance zero tolerance policy for this kind of stuff. This is not said in our locker rooms. You don't use it on the field. Well, again, I know a couple of women have reached out to me and said they're thinking about writing columns about this, because, and they were glad that I wrote about it and it's kind of hopefully started a conversation about what really goes on in locker rooms and um, that what Doc Rivers said is not true, that there is a demeaning of women going on in locker rooms. Um, but, uh, but that's all the time we have this week. We'll be watching very carefully as Aaron Rodgers uh, takes to the field with his teammates tonight. Um, assuming every time Aaron Rodgers or Troy Aikman on television, uh, out sports traffic blows up. Tim Tebow, too, because we, um, we've written about those guys a couple times. Uh, but anyhow, Jim, good luck this week. Hopefully you're both 6-1 you in fantasy football after this week. Um, and everybody else, have a great weekend. We will talk to you just before Halloween. <laughs>